And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. I'm a little happy. Because as you can see, we got one of our cameras back. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> it's the little things, right? Uh, we are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me, where we finally... I finally posted my review of Beat the Devils by Josh Weiss. It's not as long as I'd like for it to be, but uh, that is that is the way things go when it's 1 o'clock in the morning and you're a week late and you just got to get it done. So, <sighs> Story of my life, right? Good to have all of you here with us. We are live on uh, Facebook, Odyssey, and YouTube. Where the chat is active, I see uh, I see Dave and Keeley in there. Good to see you both. And uh, this show is also available as a podcast. So those of you who listen to this show as a podcast, we're glad you're here as well. I see we've picked up some listeners in Indonesia, which is uh, not a place that we've seen on our list for a while. So good to have all of you with us as well. Now, it's kind of hard for me to tell. I don't have anything in statistics that says which show is getting the listeners in which country. But we've got because right now we've got three shows that are available as podcasts. This show and uh, Zompocalypse Now, which is the zombie uh, the zombie horror discussion from, <coughs> excuse me, Tim and Dustin and Curtis, and then also the H2O podcast, which, as uh, as we showed you earlier, uh, right before the show started, H2O podcast is having its 300th episode tonight. So uh, it is milestone month here. And uh, we do invite you to show up for that one. That's at 9 p.m. Eastern tonight, live on all of the different live platforms. Because what we're going to do is, because I haven't seen it, I'm going to watch Zack Snyder's 300. And for the 300th episode, we're going to be discussing Zack Snyder's 300. So... Hopefully you join us for that. I, I will we'll see how it goes. That's tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern here on Sci-Fi for Me TV. And, of course, that'll get ported over to the podcast platforms as well once that's done. All right, so... There are a lot of things to talk about. However... The challenge is, <coughs> well, the, the, the complication is that uh, the many different things what we could be talking about, I would like to have other people here what with to talk about it uh, because there are, 
various aspects to a lot of these different stories that I think probably probably bears deeper, more in-depth discussion and and ju- not just me ranting about it. So Elon Musk buying Twitter. That looks like it's going to happen today, possibly. <clears throat> Reuters is reporting that the board of directors is very close to uh, to announcing their acceptance of the deal and that's there's all sorts of of discussions and and uh opinions around that uh you've got the the Ezra Miller thing escalating so there's that to talk about and what David Zaslav's going to do about all of that and spinning out of that of course you've got the Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing and what's going to happen there uh, they've the defense has uh, has wrapped up their uh, their questions for Mr. Depp, and now they're doing you know they're doing redirect. Apparently, is my understanding. Johnny Depp has been po- has been testifying for four days, four and a half days. We're in day eight of the trial. Who knows where it's going to go, and how much longer it's going to be. But <coughs> there's that to talk about. And that has gone on way too long. And, of course, you've got some people out there who are making the connection between Elon Musk and Amber and questioning just how much of a connection there is. This is all all of a piece. This is all connected. So there are a lot of different things, a lot of different aspects to all of this worth discussing, but I would rather discuss it with people who are here with me to discuss it. So today's going to be kind of a free-for-all day. Uh, uh, random bobs and bits and and flotsam and jetsam, and I don't think we're going to do very much. I might I might do a little a little ask me anything, you know, take some suggestions from the floor if you guys have any ideas and 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 some thoughts on what you guys want to talk about. Uh, Dave says one month to go until Star Trek Two. Hits the big screen. I am very, 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 very excited about this. This this looks really good. Now, there's been a couple of a couple of uh, discussions, some comments about some of the some of the new effects being dodgy, but not very many. And uh, it's it looks like it's going to be one of those things where a lot of people are going to finally get to see it the way it was supposed to be seen back in 1979. And I am all there for it. May 22nd, May 25th, Fathom Events. Uh, I need to check with Mrs. Boss to see if we've got our tickets yet. I don't think it's going to sell out, but you never know. Uh, and then, yes, uh, Star Trek Two coming back to the th- to the theaters um, September second, fifth, and eighth, I believe, are the dates on that. So, uh, so yeah, it's going to be one of those things where um, we're gonna ha- we're we're gonna get a treat. We're gonna get a treat this this uh, this year. Um, <coughs> So, Dave says free for all Monday here in the bunker. Let me let me let me toss this out because you know the free for alls are usually the Friday editions of shows, and we don't have a Friday edition. So my question is: Do we do we set up 
the occasional Friday free-for-all type of show, or do we do something like that, a Q&A type of, of show, Ask Me Anything type of show on a specific day during the week? I mean, is that is that something that you guys would be down for? Because I, yeah, I, I can go either way. It's, you know, it is, it is what it is. Uh, by the way, I did not mention at the top of the top of the show. Let me let me mention that now. We are on a number of different social media platforms, and that does not include TikTok. But the question of getting on TikTok, I I don't think I want to do it. I'm pretty sure I don't want to do it, and I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at TikTok. <coughs> I'm looking at TikTok here and I'm just scrolling through and I'm seeing all sorts of weird. I mean, chopping up watermelons and here's an owl on a balcony and it graffiti and food stuff and dancing in the in public. And yeah, it, I, You kids with your new toys and your and your new generation technology, I don't get any of this. I don't understand this at all. And I'm looking at I'm looking at TikTok and I'm thinking, um no. <laughs> I I I I briefly briefly ever so briefly flirted with the idea of of getting uh, getting our brand on TikTok and I'm thinking, no. It's not not worth it. Not worth it at all. So, uh, so yeah, it it is not going to be happening. <sighs> Thank goodness. I don't know, but I it really I don't I don't really have any particular thing here to 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 go through and talk about. Mainly because I want guests. Speaking of which, we are going to have guests tomorrow. On the program, let me uh, let me pull that up so I make sure I get the uh, get the names right because we are going to be talking with. Uh, let me scroll here. We are going to be talking with Bill Curtis and Chris Porter. They are the creators and producers of the audio podcast Solar, which stars Alan Cumming and uh, and Helen Hunt. So it's a it's a uh, it's a Solar Event Disaster Podcast. I've just started listening to it, but we're going to be talking about that tomorrow. Uh, Keely says, I can't wait for tomorrow night because there's going to be an all-new episode of Superman and Lois. I've got to catch up. I'm three, two, two or three episodes behind uh, because things kind of have gone, uh, fallen behind on a number of different things. So I'm, I've got to catch up on that. Uh, Dave says, I was working on a Bob Evans commercial a few years ago. Couldn't grasp the concept of taking pictures of your meal and tweeting them out. Right? Right? I mean, it's not just me taking, I just don't understand. Now, I've done it, uh, you know, a couple of times where I'm, I'm, but there's been a very, a very specific purpose behind if I take a picture of some, of a food item. Uh, I'm either sending it to my folks to say, hey, this recipe turned out okay. You know, look look at what we did. This is what we did. Uh, or, you know, it's it's one of those, 
I I just don't I just don't see the point of posting photos of your food just at random for anybody to see. I mean, uh, why? And how did this start? That that actually gets me into something here because this is a bugaboo that I've got. I've got a bone to pick with the whole internet, social media thing, Instagram, TikTok, and all of that. Because here's here's something that I've been noticing over the last few months especially. But I've seen, you get these behind-the-scenes photos and the red carpet photos of the different, the different movie screenings and the premieres and the whatnot. And especially with Marvel, I've seen this quite a bit. But also some of the other stuff. Where cosplayers and Instagram people and TikTok people are getting invited. They're not just going. They're getting invited to participate in the red carpet event and to be there as a guest and to show up. You know, you have the you have the red carpet where everybody goes through and they get their pictures taken and, and yada, 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 right? Why are these social media people and okay maybe their maybe their followings are big enough to justify it i don't know it's a marketing thing but when when did we start to put so much emphasis and focus on people we don't know i okay i'm about to say something that sounds kind of hyperbolic and I know it's ironic in the sense of the, the broad overall scheme. But we're, we're putting so much attention on people who are doing nothing but calling attention to themselves. And, and, I, and I, I hear that out loud. And I'm thinking, okay, well, actors kind of do the same thing. Actors get into the business of performing, but they're performing roles that are not themselves. I mean, George Clooney is not playing George Clooney in every movie. You know, George Clooney is not coming out saying, hey, come watch me be George Clooney. The the Nicolas Cage thing, I mean, Nicolas Cage is not playing Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is playing a, a, a variant Nick Cage in the the weight of the weight of talent or whatever. But you have these cosplayers and people on TikTok and people on on Instagram who are who are doing the look at me stuff. And I don't want to diminish what they're doing, you know, as far as skills and talent you know, some of these cosplayers are, are are building some incredible costumes. Don't get me wrong on that. I, I'm impressed by the work that some of them are doing. Not all of them, but some of them are doing some really impressive work. But is it enough to justify taking them to these big premieres? Because um, they're not media. <clears throat> I, I, are they celebrities? Do we, do we do we now include influencers, quote unquote? 
as celebrities? Is that is that a thing now? I mean, I know the occasional the, the there there are occasions a few times where uh, somebody has become you know big enough on YouTube or something like this that they actually get a role in a film or a TV show or a web series or something like that. I mean, uh, you look at what was it the remake of Electra Woman and Dinah Girl? I mean, they didn't go anywhere, but you had YouTube people playing Electra Woman and Dinah Girl. So it was it was kind of a progression of things, I guess. I, I, I just don't get it. And maybe it's maybe it's me. Maybe it's just because I'm old. Sci-Fi Stop says it's a sign of the decline of your society. Now he's he's from the future, so he may he may know the end point of all of this. Where does it stop? because social media being vulnerable to abuse, let's say, it can be very, very, very easy to take any of these people and turn something, fill in the blank, whatever that is, turn it ugly. Uh, whether it's, you know, how many times have we seen YouTubers fighting against each other? I mean, Liam down in Australia is going after everybody, false flagging people and, you know, going after John Delrose. And we've got, you know, what was it, Keem, Keemstar and H3, H3. I mean, there's been all sorts of internet beefs, right? I mean, you look at what blew up between Rakeda and Just Some Guy, for example. I mean, all of this, this stuff happens all the time where... Your followers and my followers do battle. You know, it, 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 we get into these let them fight scenarios where the audiences of the people who are kind of famous for not really doing very much that makes them famous, I, I, they start to argue and, and, and neener neener back and forth between each other. What, what, what does that accomplish exactly? I don't know. Alu says it's a thing now because influencers have become the new celebrities to young people such as my generation, Gen Z. I Yeah. Is it Gen is it Generation Z or is it the millennials? Who actually is in this audience for these so-called influencers? Uh, hello, Cam. Good to see you in the chat. Who who are these? Who are these fans? Who are the people who are flocking to these very attractive, sometimes very talented, skilled craftspeople? I mean, I I'm, I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm knocking their talent. Especially on the cosplayer side. There are some cosplayers out there who are doing some fantastic work. Building building costumes and props and working with uh, uh, EVA foam and, and, and vacuum form and 3D print. I mean, there, there's some impressive work out there. Uh, no question. But, what does it get them? It gets them attention... In some cases, maybe it gets them paid work, you know, commission work. I, I, I build this prop, now I can build one for you type of thing, maybe. Uh, 
I don't know. I just, I just don't understand it. Because I'm old. That's what it is. It's because I'm old. It's because I'm old and I'm grumpy and I'm a curmudgeon and I'm set in my ways and get off my lawn. By the, by the way, here, um, uh, I want to uh, give a shout out to Michael Bancroft and thank him for having us, uh, having me on the show. Uh, when was it? Thursday night? Yeah, Thursday night, late night with Comicsgate. We were on talking about our, uh, our channel here. And the different opportunities we've got to interview independent creators and, and people who are, are writing books and making comic books and, and producing films and, and whatnot. Uh, so I want to shout out to uh, him and also point out over the back of my head there you can see there is a new clock on the wall. Uh, I have shown you this clock before. This clock came out of Mindy's office in Mindy's cubicle at the, uh, at the actual physical office. Uh, which is now no longer her cubicle because everybody's going to rotate out and stuff. So all of the personal stuff had to come on. And so she brings this into the office and hands it to me. We've now got it set for uh, Sydney, Melbourne time. We've got it set for Australia. So that's Bancroft's time zone now is, is back there in addition to uh, all of the time zones for the U.S. and London. So I finally got it on the wall. I'm I'm accomplishing a couple of things. I feel very proud of myself. Uh, Cam one one three eight says I really dislike the term influencers. It's sinister. And maybe I think it depends on how how an influencer uses their influence. Uh, Aloy says both millennials and Gen Z, but it's also very easy to fake following if you've got enough cash. That'll only reveal itself once people who know their stuff meet the influencer in person. Funny you should mention that. It's coming out apparently, uh, talking about the Johnny Amber thing. Um, I have not looked into this. I, I'm just going off of some headlines and some things that I've seen, but apparently some of her following is not authentic either. Uh, and we saw this happen with File 770, Mike Clyer, uh working with Chinese bots to uh, to build his following over there. Uh, so, you know, th that's something that I've never, I've never understood anybody who decided, I, I get it, but I, I could never do something like that myself. We had the opportunity. We had a couple of things. You know, we get the email every now and again. Hey, we could get you a big audience. It just costs you this much. I'm like, no, I'd rather have real people in the audience. Thank you very much. So, yeah, it, I, the, whole, the whole internet thing, I think, was a mistake. Honestly, I, I really do. I mean, yes, it, it gives me an opportunity. It gives us an opportunity here to put out our, our, our news stories and our, our opinion pieces and our talk shows. And we get to interact with you, you out there in the audience. And I really like that. I, I do. I, I'm, I'm not one of these snobs or just, well, you're going to do things my way type of thing. And, and Cam, that is, that is a good clarification point. It is not entirely the internet. It's social media. And I think that, um, Elon Musk's best option, should he buy Twitter? 
and he's not going to do this. And I know a lot of people are worried about what kind of what kind of beast Twitter becomes because Elon has talked about, you know, free speech and free speech and free speech, except it's, you know, his version of, of free speech. What does that look like? You know, there are a lot of people who are nervous about that. But for me, with regard to social media, and I've talked about this before. It's a necessary evil for us because we use it to share links to all of the different material that we create. Because we don't have an advertising budget. We don't have any kind of promotion budget. We rely on two things. We rely on posting our links to social media. And then we rely on the people who follow us reposting the links on social media. By the way, repost the links on social media because we need to grow our audience. And that's the only way we can do it. It's organic. It's word of mouth. It's people passing along. Hey, have you seen this show? Have you seen this channel? And besides that, besides acknowledging that we use social media for that, I would be perfectly fine if somebody decided to exercise the LB472 protocol Ripley Hicks variant nuke it from orbit it's the only way to be sure all right we are going to take a real quick break we'll be back with more right after this and I'm just, I'm just rambling and look I managed to do it for half an hour here so far stay tuned remember no matter where you go there you are this is sci-fi for me radio sci-fi for me is about to take you on an incredible journey into the realms of science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Interviews with writers, filmmakers, artists, and actors. Conventions and fandom. Previews and reviews of movies and television. Sci-Fi For Me is working to be the most popular science fiction magazine in the solar system. Subscribe now and enter the fantastic world of Sci-Fi For Me, delivering the multiverse since 2009. Good morning, Multiverse. Saturday morning at 11, 10 Central, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. Back live from the bunker, Jason Hunt here along with all of you. Glad to have you with us. Glad you're sticking around. Maybe we should have an invite a friend day. Right? Bring a friend day. Bring a buddy day. We could do that. Why don't we do that? Let's let's set a time. When should we when should we do this? Um now, see, if I had planned ahead a little bit better, we could have had episode 420 on April 20th. Because we're kind of close. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Let's, let's figure out a day for Bring a Buddy Day. I think that would be fun. You, you, you... You tell somebody or you send an email. Should I do that? 
I could I could build a little email template that everybody could copy and put into an email and send out to the people. You know, you tell your friends and they'll tell their friends and, and so on and so. Let me think on this one. I'm starting to get a little bit of a brain blast here. We'll see. Cam one with three eight says it's a tragedy that the world is afraid of free speech. I, you know, free speech is such a foreign alien concept to a lot of people in a lot of places around the world because it's it, it, the United States, for all of its flaws, is an interesting experiment in that it's never been done before. It is something that people look at it and and say, how, how could they possibly survive? Because it's the first of its kind. Um, it's, it's one of those uh, experiments in government, experiments in, in representation and democracy that has never been done before. It, was never, it, it, it got tried a couple of different times, and you had different pieces of it and, and, and different aspects of it in the past, you know, Magna Carta being, being a, a precursor. But this, this exercise of rights that we have in terms of free speech, and you go back to, to what Twitter is about, and what Elon Musk would want to make says he wants to make it about. Let's 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 put air quotes around that. Why are you afraid of what other people would say? Because in the in the in the arena of ideas, in the arena of ideas, the best idea should win. Right, the most beneficial idea, the most the most innovative, or, or whatever it is. I read something the other day. Ancient Persians, and I don't know if this is true or not. So take this with a grain of salt, and and for, you know for what it's worth. I I read the other day that ancient Persians would debate an issue sober, and then they would debate it drunk. And if the idea still held up, it was a good idea, and and we we go with it. I'm not exactly sure <laughs> that that would be a good thing uh, because I do think that there are a lot of people who are on social media who are there drunk all the time or a lot of the time. And that that never that never ends well. It 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 just doesn't. So. I don't know. I, I just I'm not sure. <clears throat> So, um, sci-fi says people are afraid because of the childhood saying sticks and stones break my bones, but names will really hurt me. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly that that's how it goes. Um, yeah, I, 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 it might have evolved over the years into, into where, where, you know, the time, the time that you're from. Uh, but, uh, that's, that's not how I learned it. But I, but it does, it does play up a point though. It does show that there are a lot of people out there and it's not a particular generation. There are a lot of people out there in various different generations who have gotten so 
sensitive, I guess, would be the word. Hypersensitive would be a word. Reactionary. There's, there's a group of people. And I don't know if this is an emotional thing or a mental thing or an upbringing or an environment or, or, or a lot of different things mixing in all at once. But you have a lot of people who have to be told they're okay. You have a lot of people who need to be validated. You have a lot of people who need justification. And and it's tough. Uh, it's tough because... There's a, there's, a whole, there's a whole group of people who have been taught... However we got there, they're told that they're entitled to whatever they want. And you see this in now professionals who are doing things creatively. And, and we've talked about this before. I won't spend too much time on it. But you've got people who are now creatively putting together you know, TV shows and comic books and movies and whatnot. And it's, it's interesting to see how much they need to be right. It's not just they want to be right. They demand to be right. They insist that they're right. They have to be right. Why? Even if they're wrong, they have to be right for whatever reason. Sci-Fi points out, notice that most of those against free speech are never worried about themselves, but maybe someone else might get influenced by bad info. Yeah, and, and, and who's to decide what that bad information is? Who decides if it's bad? Because we've seen the fact checkers not get it right. How, uh, how often? I don't know. We'll see. Cam says, I don't think they even know what's right or true, but what they want is obedience. I think there's a certain amount of expectation that they want compliance, sure. Uh, and this goes back to, you know, discussions that we've had before about where we are in our in our dystopian timeline uh, with regard to Fahrenheit 451, Animal Farm, 1984, Brave New World, uh, what's some of the other ones out there, Brazil... Um, Hunger Games, all all of these different stories that are. Speaking of Hunger Games, ha, have you heard? I don't know that I want to get into that. I probably should not get into this because this this kind of strays a little bit far afield. But since since I tied it into the Hunger Games, I I can I can actually. M mention this. Yes, Cam, the food processing centers. Over a dozen of them have burned to the ground in the last six months. And also some fertilizer processing plants have been destroyed by fire in the last six months. This comes after we were told, hey, we're going to have a food shortage this year. I I'm not saying... But I could. <coughs> this idea of doing this Fahrenheit 1984 show just keeps rearing its head 
let's let's explore this a little bit further. And I don't know that I want to do that here. Maybe I'll leave that to somebody else. I, 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 we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I just, I, I'm not feeling like I need to take on another show here yet. Well, at least not another show that I'm hosting and producing and responsible for. If there are other people that want to put these things together, I'm all for it. Because we've got a ton of ideas for shows. We just don't have the people, the manpower. So, uh, uh, you know, maybe I should go through some of the different shows that we've got in mind and see if there's anybody out there that uh, that wants to take something on and see. Um, uh, Alex says, food sector is understaffed and overworked. They're one of the few sectors still uptight. It, I don't know. Maybe um, Milton. I'm gonna I'm gonna let that one go. But uh, it's good to good to see a new name in the chat. I'm not sure that that's the best option. Uh, <laughs> I mean, God's going to sort them out eventually, anyway. Sure, uh, but uh, I'm not sure that we want to help that process along just yet. So I don't know. Uh, says uh, Echo Terrorist? Question mark. There was an attack on an LNG site. And British Columbia two months ago, there have been no no information since. Twenty heavily armed guys attacked and destroyed the site. Nothing police. Really, really, liquid natural gas is a target now too, huh? Hmm, interesting. I had not heard about that one. But see, the thing about it is, though, you you have um, you have a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of things happening that aren't being discussed apparently there was some there was some activity pew pew activity that uh, somebody live streamed while it was uh, involved and uh, it's still out there but it's not being talked about I don't know, know. Uh, Milton says uh, didn't know this was polite company I just want for my favorite go-to at the moment. This is polite company, and you are more than welcome uh, to be not quite not quite polite if you <laughs> if it's appropriate. It just don't worry you don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Uh, but yeah, nobody's there's a lot of stuff that nobody's talking about because the media doesn't report on it because they don't want you to know about it. Ask the question why. I will I will give you these these couple of things if you if you want to sit down and and go through a rabbit hole. There are three things: BlackRock, Vanguard, and food processing. Just I'm, I'm just going to throw those random words out there in the ether and let them let them sit for a minute. Seriously, though, I'm I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and it's really difficult for me to look at this stuff. And not see something hinky is going on, uh, but you know, I my my first inclination is not to sit there and go, "Oh, it's a it's a conspiracy," because that gets you. I mean, you're really how many conspiracy theories have actually turned true? I just say it. I'm just saying. 
Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But it is one of those things. It is one of those things. All right. Uh, I'm going to wrap up tomorrow on the program. Let me get over here because I want you to see the... uh, the show that we are going to be discussing tomorrow. We are going to be talking with the creators of Solar. It's a podcast starring Alan Cumming, Helen Hunt, Jonathan Banks, Stephanie Beatrice. Yeah, uh, You may know Stephanie Beatrice from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Of course, Helen Hunt. She's been around for a while. Alan Cumming, Jonathan Banks. So this is, uh, this is a show, this is a podcast, a fully produced podcast uh, with... The, uh, the premise, it's set in the year 2045, and a solar event creates a disaster, and now we're in the aftermath dealing with this. Apparently a space probe has gone awry, uh, people are, you know, people are, are dead now, and uh, they are falling, or falling away from the planet Earth. Could there be a rescue or not? So we're going to be talking to... Uh, we're going to be talking to the creators here. Bill Curtis and Chris Porter are going to join us tomorrow, so you uh, you join us for that. Uh, Milton Knowles says, I'm not a conspiracy theorist either, but they seem like prophets these days, even the extra crazy ones in the Peggy community segment. You know, it just... Some of these, some of these stories... Some of these stories are pretty out there, but there's uh, there's there's something to some of these. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a maybe it's a Reddit thing. Who knows? All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks very much for being here today, folks. Uh, don't forget, we're on a lot of the social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Gab, Minds, MeWe, Parlor, Getter, Locals. We do have a Discord, but I don't know what to do with it yet. We've got a newsletter you can sign up for over at the .com or in the notes for the show. And of course, if you want to leave us a tip, you want to go through PayPal or Subscribestar, you can leave us some money that way if you want. And tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday night, the H2O Podcast, Episode 300. We are going to be discussing the movie 300 from Zack Snyder. And uh, my initial reactions, uh, because I have not seen it, so I'm going to watch it, and then we're going to talk about it tonight. 300 on 300. So uh, uh, check that out tonight, and we will be back tomorrow here, live from the bunker. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Remember, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.